Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The home of the Red Sox. 93.7 WEI-FM and HD1. Lawrence, Boston. Brought to you by DuckDuckGo. Search and browse more privately. Download the free DuckDuckGo app today. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. This hour of the Christian Arcan Show is brought to you by Unified Office in their revenue-producing restaurant phone technology. And now, a Boston original on Boston Sports Original. It's Christian Arcan on WEEI. Hey, hi, how are you? Welcome in. It's Arcan here. I got one hour. We got a power hour for you on Boston Sports Original WEEI. I got my man Stiz behind the glass. Yo! Two o'clock, we'll uh, go over to Rogers Center. And I have Red Sox pregame for you, which is going a little extra today. I don't know if you just heard that, but in case you didn't know, the 4th of July is uh, on Tuesday. But Canada Day is today. Now, is Canada Day, is that like their 4th of July? Is that is that what it is? Do you know, Stish? No, good question. I should know. My last name's Arcan. That's about as French-Canadian as it gets, I think. My family is also from Canada. Is that right? That's right. My father, yep. Um, Canada Day is being celebrated, and the Red Sox just so happen to be playing the Canadian team. So, because of that, they're going to bring out all the Mounties and all the Moose and, like, all the, you know, Rush is going to come out and play, except for, you know, people who aren't alive anymore. Rest in peace, Neil uh, Peart. Uh, Pert, whatever his name is, the drummer from Rush. I think it's Peart. I think you had it right. The Trailer Park Boys are all going to come out. <laughs> great show. It's going to be great. Um, it's going to be a real special day up there in Toronto. It would be cool, actually, if the Trailer Park Boys did come out. I was thinking, instead of talking sports for this hour, I just list my favorite Canadian people. You know, just rattle off, uh, not not in any particular order, uh, the, my favorite people from Canada, my, myself not included because I'm not actually from there. My family's from there. But uh, they, the list is, uh, the list kind of dries up after you get past, like, Trailer Park Boys, um, Rush, uh, you got uh, Brian Adams, who I enjoy. That's right. <laughs> uh, Neil Young. Neil Young's Canadian? Yep. I didn't know that. I'm going to throw my boy Drizzy out there. Drake. Drake. Eh. Yeah. Yeah, you're not. But Drake's from everywhere. You know what I mean? Drake claims to be from every single place in the world. He's from every neighborhood. He's from every city. You know, like, he's barely even Canadian anymore. Our other uh, producer, Bridget, just ran in and said Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga Canadian? Yeah, I guess. Is that right? Yeah. I thought she was from New York City. And you were right. It is like their 4th of July. It is? Yes. This is when they declared their independence from 
Who were they with? Uh, England? Were they? So the day commemorates the <laughs> anniversary of the Constitution Act, which consolidated three territories into the single nation of Canada back mm-hmm. in 1867. Okay. Well, good for them. Good for Canada. A wonderful day for Canada and therefore the world. Blame Canada. <laughs> um, the Red Sox uh, beat Canada. As they've been wont to do all year. The Red Sox can't beat anybody except for the Yankees and the Blue Jays. They destroy those two teams. And if they have to play anybody else, it's a mess. And uh, you saw that against the Marlins. You saw that against the White Sox. You saw it against several teams over the last two weeks. It's been a very frustrating couple of weeks here for your Boston Red Sox. But if you ask Ken Laird, everything's okay because they won one game against the Blue Jays last night. And it was a pretty good game. Um, I'll tell you what. uh, James Paxton has been a pleasant surprise. And the offense actually looked like a real offense instead of whatever it was that we saw for the last two weeks. Or really, I guess the last ten days against the Marlins. They scored more runs in that one game than they did the whole series against the Marlins. Uh, They hit more home runs in that game than they hit in the whole series against the Marlins. Tripled it, actually. Tripled that total. It It was really tough watching this team go out there and struggle like that. And it wasn't just me. It wasn't just me that was not at all enjoying it. It was the team broadcast... Sean McDonough had had it on Thursday at the end of that uh, Marlins year. He just, that was, he hit his, he hit his limit. And he had some choice words for the manager, Alex Cora. This if you would. You know, he's been saying a lot lately, the roster is the roster, which to me, you know, manage the team. Whether your team's good, bad, mediocre, it's your job to get the most out of them. You know, to me, when you keep saying the roster's the roster, it's a shot at the people who provide you that roster. And, and that's not what you're supposed to be doing if you're an organization man, right? Hold on Solve right there. The so stop it right do- there. Just before we go any further, I wanted to just talk about that one part where, and it's something that Cora has said a bunch, the roster's the roster. And when he says it, he's not talking about this roster sucks and everybody on the team sucks. He's generally talking about this guy's out of position and he's out of position because we don't have other guys who play this position on the roster. And that's a fairly reasonable complaint to make once. He's made it a few times. He's, he's gone over it more than once, and he's said it more than once. And he also didn't want to play the guy who could actually play shortstop. And then when he finally did play him, he ended up getting injured. So that was just kind of a case of bad luck and bad timing. But either way, when people talk about this roster and how bad it is, can I just say, right now they have an ace in Brian uh, Bayo. They have a pretty good number two in, in Paxton here. I mean, Paxton's been good lately. He's not had a bad start in a while. He came out of that game. I thought he was hurt, and I didn't think he was going to make his next start. I thought they'd probably shut him down until the All-Star break. He comes right back out and shuts down the Blue Jays. All right? So, I mean, he's he's been good. He's been better than I possibly could have hoped that he would be. I didn't even think he'd pitch, and he's been good. So you have a good starter, ace, number one. You got a good number two. Uh, Whitlock, I don't know. Is he a good three? I think he is, but he's not pitching well this year. But you got two guys at the top of the order, or at the top of the rotation, I should say. In your batting order, you still have Rafael Devers, who's an all-star caliber third baseman. Um, you have a pretty good catching duo, although I know McGuire's out. But between him and Wong, you got a pretty decent thing going at the catcher position. You have a very good outfield. And I say that not exaggerating for the Red Sox. Like, that's a good outfield. It's a good, deep outfield with a lot of guys you can rotate around. Veterans, young guy, like... The outfield's almost overcrowded with with talent and good players. And that's why I was talking about maybe making a trade a month ago instead of waiting for the wheels to fall off like they have here. But I digress. I'll get back to that. 
You got, solve the problems. Solve the problems. Hasn't been at his best. You got. Sorry uh, about that. No problem. <laughs> you got a uh, pretty good outfield. Pretty good third baseman. You got nothing at shortstop. Agreed. Okay. Second base, not much there either. At first base, DH, you got Turner and Cassis, and Cassis got off to a bad start, but he's been much, much better lately. Turner's been pretty good. You're really only missing it up the middle. The second, the second base shortstop situation is a bad situation. I'll agree. That's, that's bad. The cupboard's basically bare. You don't have much to really show for it. And I also agree that Cassis is not a good first baseman defensively, despite him saying that his uh, footwork is immaculate. My footwork is immaculate. <laughs> Hey, Mike Tyson. Um, but it's not. It's it's very bad. It's very poor. His first base defense is extremely poor, and it has been all year. Uh, but he's hitting. You know, he has been hitting lately. So when I hear everyone go on and on about this terrible roster, oh, and the bullpen's not bad either, right? You got a pretty good bullpen. How bad is this roster really? Like, is it bottom of the barrel? No. You have a good outfield. You have a good catcher. You got a good third baseman. You got good corner infielders. You got two good starting pitchers, and you got a pretty good bullpen. That's not a terrible roster. Like, I'm sorry, it just isn't. You don't have a lot of star power. You don't have a lot of grabby players who sell jerseys and all that. Sure, I agree with you there. Uh, Rafael Devers isn't exactly setting the world on fire with his play this year, and even if he was, he hasn't always been the most marketable dude in the world. You know, he just kind of keeps to himself. He doesn't say a lot. Like, he's whatever. He's not Mookie Betts, I'll tell you that. It's not David Ortiz. So you don't have that. Fine. Well, you don't have a terrible roster. The numbers bear that out. It's just it's not terrible. It's not great. It's not a roster that I think, you know, is a championship caliber roster. But people go on and on about it like there's no talent anywhere, and that's just not true. Your outfield's pretty good. Verdugo and Yoshida and Duvall and Durant, like, that's a good outfield. Devers is a good third baseman. Your first base DH situation's not bad, and your catching's good. So where is it so bad? Shortstop and second base? Fine. That's bad. That's a fraction of the roster. Small fraction of it. So, I don't know. I can understand why McDonough said all that. Cora wants to say the roster is the roster after every single game. Buddy, your roster's not that terrible. It's not so terrible that it should be getting completely dominated by the Marlins at home at Fenway. You know, it's not so terrible that you should lose seven out of eight games. Many of them to AL Central teams. The Central's the worst division in the whole league. You know, if Cora doesn't want to do this anymore, then fine. But, you know, the roster is the roster. I can see why people are frustrated by that. I can see why maybe up in the uh, up in the front office that's not a, a refrain that they like to hear. I wouldn't want to hear that. Um, the losing skid's over. So that's good. And maybe the Red Sox win a couple more games. Maybe they spoil Canada Day up there in Toronto for Ann Murray and the Trailer Park Boys and, you know, everybody else. But uh, you know these these last couple of weeks, it has been it has been like a trip to the dentist watching this team. It really has. Uh, that Twin series, the White Sox series, basically everything since after they swept the Yankees. I know they won those first two Twins games, and it seemed like they were onto something. It see you know the roster. No one was saying the roster was so bad after that. But there's just there's something about this team. They just don't allow themselves to to stay hot. They're very, very streaky this year, and we can go over that a little bit later, too. We'll take your Red Sox calls. 617-779-7937. We'll do that right after Stiz tells you what's trending and 
We got a lot of NBA news, although Twitter's been down. Thanks, Elon. Twitter's been down in the most busy NBA free agency day uh, of the year, and uh, Twitter's crapping itself left and right. I so, thought that was the case. I tried to get on, and I couldn't get on. I'm like, what is going on? Twitter is pissing okay. me off so much today. Okay. It really is, and it's not just because I'm about to go on vacation. It's really annoying. So uh, we'll give as much of that news as we possibly can with Twitter being down. We'll try our best here uh, to keep you up to speed on what's happening with NBA free agency and your Red Sox phone calls all after Stiz tells you what's trending. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. And it's second, nobody out, first pitch, and Durant swings, and he drills this. Struck well, center field, Varsho's back, and that ball is gone! Jaron Durant goes deep. First pitch, hunting with a two-run shot to center, and the Red Sox add on in the sixth. It is 3-0 here in Toronto. That's right. The Red Sox got the job done last night in Toronto. You just heard Jaron Duran's two-run homer. James Paxton and two relievers combined on a three-hitter, and the Sox snapped a season-worst five-game losing streak, beating the Blue Jays 5-0. The second of the three-game series will continue today in Toronto. First pitch at 3.05. The Red Sox are scheduled to start right-hander Cutter Crawford. He's 0-1 with a five-and-a-quarter ERA in three career games, two starts against Toronto. Don't forget, you can catch every pitch right here on the Shaw's and Star Market WEI Red Sox Network. Shaw's perfecting the art of fresh. My guy Christian Arkin will get you ready for the game starting at 2.05 with the Mass Mutual pregame show. Mass Mutual Insurance Planning Investments. And Kristaps Porzingis has agreed to a two-year $60 million extension with the Boston Celtics. Earlier this month, Porzingis picked up his $36 million player option for next season in order to facilitate his trade to the Celtics. And this extension, which kicks in next summer, will keep him in Boston until 2026. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Christian Arcan after this. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back to Christian Arcan on WEEI. Steps, you, you obviously had an option decision to make as part of this trade, and obviously there were a couple iterations of it. It got up close to the deadline for you have to decide which way that was going to go. I was just curious what was sort of that night like for you as you were waiting for this to play out and see if you were going to wind up in Boston or not and, mm-hmm. you know, sort of what were the emotions like as that day went along and then when the trade got done. Yeah. No, it was a crazy day for me. Um, I, I was about to go to sleep and then I heard the news that the day the trade didn't go through. Um, so that kept me up for a little bit longer. But then by like 4 a.m. back home, I was like, okay, uh, I'll go to sleep and see what happens. I wake up in the morning, and uh, and I saw that it, it happened, the trade happened, and I was just extremely excited and extremely happy. 
is the newest member of the Boston Celtics who was introduced to the media on Thursday. Thursday. Chris Stapps, Porzingis. By the way, turn this song up. Will you stay? I just read this. This is Dilated Peoples. I love this song. This was in the um, NBA Street 2 soundtrack, I want to say. You are bringing back memories. Mm. I loved it. Their music is held up very well, by the way. Absolutely. Dilated. Like, not everything from that era has, but this, I mean, this definitely has. DJ Babu. Babu. Our Science. Uh, evidence. Evidence, man. I saw that I saw that guy perform a lot when I was in college. Yeah, I've seen him a few times. Anyways, you just play this out the whole segment. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, some more Canadians. We're talking about our favorite Canadian people. Pamela Anderson. Oh. Canadian. Seth Rogen, Canadian. True. Some good Canadians right there. Um, there was some other. Oh, Michael Sarah, Canadian. Mike Myers. Mike Myers, Canadian. Andrew Wiggins. Ooh. Canadian. A lot of Great people don't know that Canadians. one. Yeah, a lot of Canadians. And uh, we're, we celebrate them all today. Uh, every every one of them. <laughs> from uh, Trudeau all the way down to uh, uh, Randy from uh, Sunnyvale Trailer Parks. Uh, 617-779-7937 is your phone number. we got some Red Sox calls on the line. We'll get to them in just a second. But I wanted to at least touch on what uh, happened here in the NBA. In the last... 24-ish hours, not even. Uh, free agency officially started at 6 o'clock yesterday. And there were some moves. There was a flurry of moves and a lot of, I would say, not so much moves, but positioning going on. James Harden opting in. You know, they're going to try and trade him. Uh, that was uh, the big story two days ago. And then things started to get going. Joe Harris got traded. Uh, Kyrie signed. Draymond signed. Um, Kobe White re-signed with the Bulls. Jeremy Grant going to Portland. It's a guy I liked. I like Grant. Um, Gabe Vincent leaving Miami and going to the Lakers. That was interesting. I saw that they had uh, let Vincent go, and I figured that there was a chance they weren't going to retain Gabe Vincent, but I also figured he's not going to cost that much. And he didn't. Three year, thirty three million dollar deal. I mean, listen, that's that's what you that's about the going rate for a guy like Gabe Vincent, you know. He was great in the playoffs, but came out of nowhere. And maybe they'll give him an extension on top of that if they really want to. But he's going to the Lakers. He impressed uh, somebody over there. And now there is an opening in Miami for a point guard. And wouldn't you know it? Not, you know, 12 hours after that news broke, do we start hearing that Damian Lillard has requested a trade? When I hear he's requested a trade, I take that to mean he's demanded a trade. Uh, He's out. He's leaving Portland. He wants out of Portland. He just had a big conversation with the owner of the team. They just had a big sit down. It was like the fifth one they've had since the season ended. It was getting old anyway. It's like, just come on. Just can you trade him already? What, do you guys got to go out for tea again? Like, please, can we just get on with our lives here? According to Shams, the Miami Heat and the Brooklyn Nets are among the lead suitors for Lillard. And the Trailblazers have been informed that Lillard wants to trade specifically to Miami. Hmm. That was reported by Shams. It was also reported by Mark Spears. 
I think Woj had it, but I'm not sure because Twitter has been an absolute dumpster fire today. Just really, really bad. Um, I don't know if Woj has that. Okay, yes, he does. Uh, the Heat, Clippers, and 76ers are three teams that will have interest in exploring trades for Lillard, according to Woj. The Blazers are expected to value deals that would bring back young players and draft assets. They have a lot of young players and draft a- Well, I don't know if they have assets, but they definitely have a lot of player- young players right now. And they just had the third overall pick and picked that Henderson kid. So that's a bare bones starting over and, you know, really, uh, really tearing it down to the studs there in Portland. He wants to go to Miami. Other teams are in on him. Clippers, the Sixers. What do you fear more, Celtics fans? Or do you fear Dame Lillard at all, I guess is the real question. I do. I wanted the Celtics to trade for him. I would have traded Jalen Brown for him. I'm a big fan of Dame Lillard, and I think that he would fix a lot of problems with this team, especially when it comes to these close and late situations when they don't know who to give the ball to and they don't know what to do. I think that Dame Lillard really, really helps you with a lot of that stuff. He's a guy who you don't worry about turning the ball over. He's a guy who can make three. You know, like he's clutch. I I just, you know, and it's not like this is all in the past. I know he hasn't had a lot of deep playoff runs since then. He only had that one to the conference finals, and he's been, I think, knocked out in the first round every other year, which, if you go back and look at Kevin Garnett's playoff history in Minnesota, is almost identical. I mean, it's really almost exactly the same. Knocked out in the first round almost every single year until one year. They get to the Western Conference Finals, and I think he lost to Tim Duncan. And if you look at Portland and and Lillard, it's basically the same. Although there were a couple of years they didn't make the playoffs at all. But when they did, they usually got knocked out in the first round. Or there was that one big stretch where he waved by to Russell Westbrook and all that. You know, I mean, that was was a whole different thing. Um, Anyway, with a guy like Lillard going to Miami, let's say, I know that that doesn't necessarily make them younger or and that's I think what people were were sort of more scared about wow what if what if Miami starts really committing to a youth movement now and building that around Butler uh, I'm more scared of Dame Lillard than that I'm much more scared of Lillard than that Dame Lillard goes to Miami with Butler and Adebayo and they don't have to give up either one of those two guys they're not giving up Butler so if they don't have to give up Bam and they got Bam Dame and Butler I <laughs> Celtics fans, you had enough, you had hard enough time beating this team without Dame Lillard. Now you're not scared of Dame Lillard being on the team. That's some interesting logic right there. Now, that being said, the Celtics made their move first. The Celtics went out and improved themselves first. And you know what? I'll give Celtics fans a tiny little sliver of credit. I think that they're being kind of hypocritical here because they've talked up Marcus Smart so much for nine years. But at the very least, they're being realistic. They're coming back down to earth a little bit. And I do appreciate that. I know it sounds like I don't. I know it sounds like I'm saying, hey, you know, stake your claim. You're a big Marcus Smart guy. You should be upset that they traded him. But honestly, if you're still really upset that they moved on from Smart to bring in a guy like Porzingis, to roll the dice on a guy like Porzingis, then I don't know what to tell you. But I do feel like at this point, and maybe it's not even at this point, maybe it happened quicker than uh, I'm giving you guys credit for it seemed like Celtics fans all sort of fell right back in line. And maybe that's more of a tribute to just the mentality of Celtics fans. You know, it's not personal, Marcus. It's just you're not a Celtic anymore, and that's the way our brains work. You know, like, we love you when you're here. We love you and we trust you. And if you ever suggest that you trade you for somebody, it doesn't matter who it is, we will yell and scream and poop our pants. But the second you actually do get traded, it was nice knowing you, pal. 
that's that's I guess what it is, and maybe that's uh, something else than what I'm talking about. But it does. It's nice at least to go back to having realistic and grounded conversations about the player that Marcus Smart is. Because my God, <laughs> I mean, it really it really got uh, tough to deal with. Um, we have a little bit of breaking news. Why don't you hit the sounder there, Stiz, if you if you would, or not? Okay, yeah, we'll uh, we'll wait on that. Let's uh, let's verify this news first. Dun 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 dun. Hey, you know what? Actually, I don't know. Is this breaking news worthy, Bridget? Bridget's, Bridget's. Uh, you want it? It's some Bruins news. I wouldn't say it's huge Bruins news. Let's Ow, go. What the hell? Hit yeah, the bus. It's, it. it's a holiday weekend. Let's Hit the do it. This is breaking news. Breaking news on WEEI is presented by BetQL. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. All right, a little bit of NHL Bruins news. Connor Clifton, we hardly knew ye. Clifton leaving the Bruins, staying in the Atlantic Division. He's signing a three-year, $10 million deal with the Buffalo Sabres. And after uh, playing for the Kraken, Morgan Geeky is heading to Boston, a two-year $4 million deal. I'll tell you, I'm not super familiar with Morgan Geeky. Love he the name, He is though. a center. He's a center. He's and a center. he's young. He's 24. 24-year-old centerman. What else can you tell me about him, Bridget? Uh, that he doesn't score a lot, but he's a good playmaker. Big kid. 6'3", six, 6'5". Six, that's a big boy. Um, all right. Well, there you go. Morgan Geeky brought into the mix. Uh, from Seattle, he's signing with the Bruins. So there you go. There's your uh, news. And Connor Clifton, out. Um, there's a little bit of Bruins news for you. I want to read a couple of texts real quick. Uh, someone in the 401 says, hey, are you the guy from Vermont? No, I'm not. Uh, that would be Adam Jones. Adam Jones is from Vermont. This show is what that show would be if uh, Jones and Mego didn't show up for work. Um, let's see. Arkan, when did you become a shill for Bloom and ownership? Cora is right. The Red Sox roster is very flawed with players playing positions they can't play. Wait, wait, wait. Arkan, can I hit you with this breaking news again? Absolutely. Uh, because we got more. Okay. This is breaking news. Breaking news on WEEI is presented by BetQL. Now what? Uh, Milan Lucci coming back to the Bruins. It's official. Uh, yeah, one-year deal, $1 million. Oh, okay. uh, Milan Lucic back in Boston. All right. Today's been just about those $1 million deals. They don't have enough money to give really any more than that, so they've been bringing in Van Riemsdyk on a $1 million deal. Yeah. Lucci, so adding in with pretty much what they can get on cheap. Dimitri Orloff, Carolina, just seeing right now from Drager. Uh, so, yeah, okay, some guy's coming in. Lucic is back. You happy about Lucic being back, Bridget? I, I don't see an issue with it. They had to find another fourth liner there. I don't know if they're going to be able to get Nosek back. I don't know. They, they I, don't gonna have, so. I don't think so. They're going to probably no. miss out on their entire fourth line from last year. Felino's gone. If you want to just replace him with Lucci, I'd, I mean, it's more of a fan move, I feel like, than... It's definitely a fan yeah. move. <laughs> you get a fourth line. You know, you want to replace your fourth line, you got to get a million dollars on the oldest, slowest guy in the league. Like, you know, like, is that... I like Lucha. I liked Arcan. him when he was here, and I like that he can fight, but come on. Arcan, I mean, let, let the people have fun. I'm going to be at all the home games this year covering the team, and I'm okay with a little bit of Lucci fights and <laughs> whatever else he wants to who do. Who would win in a race? Milan Lucic on skates or a tortoise? <laughs> <laughs> a tortoise sliding down the ice. 
could like probably on its push belly. a tortoise faster. You probably could push a tortoise faster down the ice uh, on its belly than uh, Milan Lucic can skate at this point. Uh, but there you go. Okay, Lucic officially to the Bruins. Orloff officially to the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, Twitter's basically unusable right now, which is great. Uh, but if more stuff keeps coming out here, as I'm sure it will now that uh, now that the names are starting to fly around in the NHL. Yeah, on, so uh, for the NHL stuff, I've been going on the ESPN trade tracker. So okay. there's a page right there for you if you're looking for it. Gotcha. And, of course, Scott McLaughlin and WEI is going to be putting this stuff out immediately. Okay. Um, there's another tweet I just want to read. Another uh, text I want to read. It says, Arcan, I remember you from the other station. The reason you're complaining about Twitter today is because you hate Elon Musk because you are a commie pinko. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's, that's exactly Nailed right. It. <laughs> I hate Elon Musk, the South African, because I'm a communist. That's, uh, that's exactly right. Um, no, I hate him because uh, Twitter is completely ruined today, and uh, there's a lot of news breaking, and it would be and nice. And you lost your blue check mark. If that wasn't happening. And the blue check mark thing is annoying, but now, like, when you see the when you see the blue check marks swarming at the bottom of all these things and all the crap in the for you section, it's like okay, you know the blue the blue check mark doesn't look cool anymore. I don't think, uh, not that it ever really looked that cool, but now it really looks uncool. I guess six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven is the phone number. Uh, we were talking Celtics there, talking NBA. We'll let you know if any more Bruins or. Uh, Big-time NHL news continues to break as uh, it is free agency now. Fast and the Furious flying around names in the NHL and in the NBA. I was going to uh, read you the latest on Jalen Brown from uh, Steve Bulpet and uh, some thoughts on his Supermac extension, which has not been offered yet. And as of now, it seems like seems like we're in a bit of a standoff over that. But before we do that, let's take a couple of phone calls here. 617-779-7937 is the number. We'll start with Jonathan and Randolph, who is uh, bullish on the Red Sox. Hi, Jonathan. Uh, hey, Christian. I'm, uh, <laughs> but quickly, about Elon. I mean, he's business partners and friends with Tucker Carlson. What's not to love? <laughs> right. But anyway. Um, hey, careful. Um, only only communists <laughs> don't like uh, don't yeah, like when Twitter's yeah, down during an important news day. <laughs> um, uh, about the Red Sox. Uh, first of all, I'm trying to wrap my head around Jones's uh, calendar where uh, all of May and all of June is just one month. Um, about oh, for Tristan Cassis. Yes, of course. Right. Yes. One good month, <laughs> which is now going into <laughs> its third month now. <laughs> but what I'm saying with the Red Sox is I think they're going to sweep the Blue Jays, which is bad. And hear me out, because mm-hmm. this is the team they're going to win three games this year, this weekend. They're going to take two of three in the next series and be one game out of the last wild card. And so everyone's going to be bullish on being in the illusion of contention. And that's this whole team is going to be for the rest of the season. And nothing major is going to change with like personnel or management or or um, front office. You think and so? Because this is just how the, this. I mean. Does it seem like anything will change if they're still, quote-unquote, in it going into September? I, well, it depends what in it means. Thanks for the call, Jonathan. It depends what you mean by in it. If you mean they are within a game, a half game, two games, I'd say is about where I'd cut that off of uh, that last wild card, which, by the way, it's the third wild card. The fact that they're still on the outside looking into that thing is ridiculous. Uh, but they are because they're not very good. And they're under 500. And it's like, you think they're really going to take the Texas Rangers out behind the woodshed and kick their ass? Like, I don't think so. <laughs> they'll beat Toronto, sure. Maybe they'll beat Oakland because Oakland's the worst team in the history of baseball. But I don't know. I don't think Texas is going to just roll over and let the Red Sox back into the race here, guys. Like, I'm just, I'm not seeing that. Uh, maybe. I mean, anything's possible, I suppose. And Bayo and Paxton are both pitching in that series, so that's good. But <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> what do you want? What do you want me to believe in this team? 
how many you know how many times I look stupid believing in this team after the eight game win streak and I'm all bullish on them talking about how you know the the young rotations looking so great and look at this offense and you know High and Bloom maybe really put something together here and maybe his way is better than we're giving it credit for and the teams that are really spending like the Padres and the Mets look at them how stupid they are and then they go and lose six in a row or not for five out in a row six out of seven seven out of eight. I mean, I'm just I'm tired of looking stupid uh, believing in this team. I said, and I am sticking by this, I will commit to believing in this team the day they go 10 games over 500, and not a day before that. Not a day before that. If you're 10 games over 500, and I don't mean, like, believe that you can make the playoffs. If they get to, like, four games over 500, they'll probably be, like, right there for the playoffs, or just, you know, something like that. But I won't actually believe in them. You know, if they sneak into the playoffs, I'm not going to believe they'll do anything. If they get to 10 games over 500, I'll believe that they're a serious team that deserves to be taken seriously. Uh, right now, I, I just, it's hard, to, it's hard to get there with them. It's hard to get there with them with the defense that they play. It's hard to get there with the way the offense just completely disappears for weeks at a time. And sorry, yeah, you've faced some good pitching there, Alex. You didn't, it wasn't all because you were facing good pitching. And by the way, you had some pretty good pitching too. Brian Bayo took a no-hitter into the eighth inning, and he's going there, wow, we faced some good pitching. Yeah, so did they. <laughs> so did the Marlins. They figured it out. You figure it out. Um, no, they figured it out last night. Bunch of home runs, finally. Uh, seemed like no one on this team could hit a home run anymore. They got a pretty tough customer coming up now in uh, Kikuchi, who's pitching for the uh, Blue Jays tonight. He's, he's been on a pretty good little heater there, and Crawford's been... Uh, iffy. So we'll see what happens today. And then they got the uh, other matinee game tomorrow with Garrett Whitlock going against Gossman, who's been very, very good this year. Uh, Kevin Gossman, who is, uh, I think the AL Cy Young race right now is very intriguing. I really do. Between Cole and Gossman and Otani and uh, Wander Franco, you know, all these guys. Uh, you got, uh, not Wander Franco, who am I thinking of? Um, you got a, you got a lot of good pitchers, though. You got a lot of guys that are really, I think, McClanahan's another one. Uh, Evaldi. Um, you know, it's been, uh, it's been, it's been fun watching these guys. I don't know if they brought the spider tech back or what, <laughs> but you know, it's looking, it's looking pretty good out there. Uh, Framber Valdez is who I was thinking of, not uh, Wander Franco. Anyway, 617-779-7937. Let's take another call here. David is in Florida. My man, David, how you doing? I can. What's up? You know, before I get to the socks, you know, a couple of things about Elon. I mean, did you hear about that crazy, uh, Steel cage match that he and Zuckerberg are. I did hear. Uh, I did hear that this is in the works. That uh, Elon Musk and uh, Mark Zuckerberg are going to fight mm. in the cage. And I can honestly say, and I tweeted this. I can honestly say, I would rather watch my house burn down than watch Elon Musk fight Mark Zuckerberg. I cannot think of something I'd rather not watch. You know why? Because one of them would have to win. <laughs> one of them would win the fight, and, and I just I'm not interested in seeing either one of them win a fight. Wouldn't you love to hear uh, Vince McMahon and Gorilla Monsoon do that? Well, Gorilla's girl is dead, so uh, Vince and maybe... That would take some doing, yes. I mean, uh, and you know, you also missed a couple of uh, Canadian singers there. You know, you missed the legendary Gordon Lightfoot. Lightfoot, yeah, breast and power to him, yes. Yeah, and guess who? Another great band. Yeah. Out of Winnipeg, Winnipeg, Manitoba, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm. What else is on your mind, Dave? You know, I, I give right now. If I were to give out grades for the Red Sox, I would give Cora a C minus, mm-hmm. and I would give uh, Bloom a D. Okay. Uh, I mean, my my biggest issues with Cora, my two 
simple issues are one excuse me the lineup is just it's so erratic and inconsistent i mean some days he has duran batting lead off some days he has verdugo batting lead off other days he has devers batting two sometimes he has him in the, in the cleanup you know we're all creatures of habit i mean if you were told one day you had to do the the morning show at 6 a.m but <laughs> another day you were doing uh, I mean, there was a, the Red yeah, Sox David, that game. actually, that exact thing happened to Adam Jones last week. <laughs> Adam Jones is doing our show. And then they're like, you know what? We're going to just put you on the morning show while Greg's in uh, Nashville. And so that's what they did. And he did the morning show for three days. And then he left. Then he left and went on vacation for the last two days. But we didn't see him for a week. What a week that was, by the way. Oh, man. Mego and I bonded, you know, it was, it was like having a, it was like having a, a, a dark cloud, you know, that's been following you around like the Truman show. And then finally you realize, oh yeah, see, there's a whole wonderful world out there. You know, that's what it felt like. Anyway, 617-779-7937. There's your phone number. We'll get to uh, more of your phone calls here in just a minute. And uh, yeah, I was going to, I was going to talk a little 4th of July here in the last segment, but I don't, I don't have enough time for that. I'm just going to get to your phones and we'll just shoot the breeze until it's time for Red Sox pregame. That's coming up. Covering Boston sports and beyond. We're back to Christian Arcan on WEEI. It wasn't going to be all Canada all day. This yes. is 4th of July weekend here. And uh, I plan on blowing some stuff up this week. Can I just say, uh, I feel like every time this weekend comes around, people always say, oh, what's, what, what do you want to say about the 4th of July? And it's always stuff about hot dogs, and it's always stuff about fireworks. But what do people always say? Don't do fireworks. Don't set off fireworks. You shouldn't set off fireworks. I hate fireworks. If you hate fireworks, I don't know what to tell you. It's You're the 4th American. of July. It's Amer- you know, yeah. and I know that we didn't invent fireworks. They were invented in China way before America got them. But that's not the point. The point is we have co-opted them and made them our thing. And I love them. I love fireworks. During COVID, when people were just randomly shooting off fireworks in the city, I loved that. (laughs) I thought it was great. I can fall asleep to the sound of fireworks. I'm not even kidding. I can fall asleep to the sound of fireworks, even if they're very close to me. Uh, I don't know what that means about me. (laughs) I just, I, I don't know. But I love it. I love fireworks. And I love setting off fireworks. And here's the thing. This is the only piece of advice I'm going to give you about fireworks. If you happen to be on the 4th on like a beach, you know, and you got some fireworks and you want to set them off on the beach, just listen to me and I pray you listen to this and don't, don't do it. A lot of people do. And this is why people get in trouble. If you're lighting them off on the beach, what you have to do is you have to get some kind of wooden platform, something that's flat. And you have to put that on the sand. You can't just dig the thing into the sand and expect that that's going to hold it because once it starts shooting, you know, those big boxes with the grid on the top and they got like 20 shots in them, once those things start going, they start tilting back and forth. And if they're on something flat, they're not going to tip over. But if they're in the sand, it's very likely (laughs) that the sand will just shift under it and that it'll turn on its side. and start. Did you see that video of those people in the driveway and the fireworks goes off to the right and blows up the whole car? Did you see that? There's, like, no. kids sitting out in the front. No. It's ridiculous. It's the most ridiculous fireworks video I've ever seen in my life. Anyway, put something flat down. If you're shooting them off, if you insist on it, and you're, like, on a beach or in sand or even on the ground, you know, just on, the, on like, the ground outside, get something flat and put it on the flat thing. Trust me. All right, just trust me. That's a very important thing that a lot of people forget to do, and that's why I think 
90% of fireworks accidents happen. That and the other 10% is people are drunk like Jason uh, Pierre-Paul and blow their hands apart. Now you got my friends <laughs> texting me talking. They got their fireworks ready. Tell Arkin we got our fireworks ready. Hell yes, this Anthony. is friends. There you go. <laughs> Get them ready. Get them going. By the way, and this is true. Uh, you have to go to New Hampshire to buy fireworks, and you have to shoot them off. You can't do them around here. So I'm talking mostly about our out-of-state friends now. Uh, but if you go to buy fireworks in New Hampshire at those little fireworks stands, you know, in like uh, Londonderry, and there's one in uh, Tilton. There's a whole bunch of them all up and down <clears throat> 93, and I'm sure there's more that I even, haven't even seen before. But the ones that I've been to, they all have the same name. They're all like TNT fireworks. You know? <laughs> like it's all They all have something to do with, you know, explosives, obviously. The customer service that you get, when you go fireworks shopping at one of these places in New Hampshire, is the best customer service experience I've ever had shopping for anything. Better than when I was buying a car. Better than when I was buying a house. Better than when I go to, like, a very nice restaurant. Better than anything. Better than Trader Joe's. And I love Trader Joe's. Everybody at Trader Joe's is so nice. They've got nothing on these firework people. The people who work in the firework stores are the best customer service agents that America has. I'm not kidding. They will tell you exactly what's on sale. They'll tell you how you can maximize the most amount of fireworks for the least amount of money. And not only that, they'll, like, describe what each one looks like <laughs> in very intense detail. And I'll tell you, that's not something that you get just at any old place. You know, you go, you go to, like, a big department store. You're not getting that. You go to TNT Fireworks, and they will have you walking out of there feeling informed, like you learned something about fireworks, and also like you completely ripped them off. Like, you got out of there, like you uh, like you robbed the place blind. That is good customer service, and they have it up there at those uh, fireworks stands. I'm not kidding. If uh, if you happen to be going up Lakes Region or wherever you're going, and uh, you want to you feel like the most important guy in the world, go into one of those fireworks stores. I'm not kidding. Uh, 617-779-7937. There's your phone number. Uh, I'll get to as many calls as I can here before I got to go. Let's start with Ray and Revere. Go ahead, Ray. Hey, listen, uh, Red Sox, let me, make, let me make an observation. Yes. Um, Two teams at the top of division, Tampa and Baltimore, have stock farm systems. They will be taking two playoff spots for the next five years. And and so I, what I think that means for the Red Sox is they're going to have to spend up again to go against the big market teams for spots. And, you know, frankly, if they kept Evaldi and J.D. Martinez, they'd probably be in contention right now. So, And let me give you a, an idea with, with precedent, uh-huh. okay? They have traded their top prospect for a number one pitcher, Three times in the last 25 years, and it's worked. Provano for Martinez, Handler Ramirez for Beckett, and then Sale and um, the Cuban guy for Sale. Um, um, sorry, Kopech and the Cuban second baseman for Sale. And Mancata, yeah. I think that's what they need for Mancata, okay? I think that's what they ought to do with this uh, um, with Meyer, mm-hmm. and I think they ought to go out and buy hitting. And, you know, and I think Bayo slots in as, a, as an excellent number two. And from there, I think they've got a team. And that's right. how I go about it. Thanks for the call, Ray. Appreciate it. Let's try uh, Steve in Fall River. Hey, Steve. How are you? I'm well, Everybody Steve. said they needed to. Everybody, How are you? Everybody said they need to sign uh, the third baseman. They signed the third baseman. He's performing. If he's performing at his level and this uh, reliever, if he wasn't blowing like a crazy amount of saves, they'd be halfway to your five games you're 10 games over 500. But using your theory, mm-hmm. on, on September 20th, they, they could be 
500 and then win 10 in a row. And on October 2nd, you tell me you believe in them because they're 10 games over 500, which is the moral of the story. They have a long way to go. They have two good starters right now, Paxton and Bayo. And Chris Sale was pitching very good as much as you want to bury your head in the sand, Christian. They have... They get in the playoffs. Chris Sale's injured, guys. Steve. What are you talking about? I'm not burying my head in the sand. He's been hurt. He's been hurt. Whoa, 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 whoa. Injured? Okay. What? Pedro never went out and had his shoulder saunas for What do you days? want me to say about him? He's, he's not out there. Well, okay. Is it the playoffs yet? No, but they're not going to make the playoffs at this rate, Steve. You make the playoffs if you qualify. And if you have three good pitches pitching in the second half of September, see the Bruins and the Celtics. It doesn't matter what you do halfway through the season. Steve, don't you get a little tired of waiting for Chris Sale to come back every single year and pretending like that's going to save the day? Don't you get tired of that? Why aren't you asking? Why aren't you asking why he pitched 115 pitches in his last two starts? Why isn't anyone asking that idiot? That's managing him. Why he let him go 115-plus pitches, two starts in a row. Does that make any sense? Nope, it doesn't, Steve. Thanks for the call. I haven't been giving Cora a pass here at all. I was ripping Cora. They just call, calling me a shill for the team on the text, the text line right now, uh, which I'm also not either, by the way. I don't think this is a great roster, but I think that the people who are going, oh, this roster's so terrible, what the hell is Alex Cora supposed to do, are being completely dismissive of the good parts of the roster. There's some good parts in the roster. you got a good outfield, you got a good catching situation, good corner infielders, and you got a pretty good bullpen and two good starters. Like, that's not a terrible roster. I'm sorry. You don't have a shortstop, you don't have a second baseman, and that's been a major problem this year. No doubt. No doubt about it. And they've not handled it well. I'll agree with that, too. But that's just two positions out of the entire team. That's not the whole roster. The whole roster's not that bad. The whole roster's not great. But, I mean, come on. It's not the Oakland A's. It's not the Kansas City Royals. Like, you have a decent roster there. You just have a big, glaring hole up the middle. That's all. And, uh, you know, that's that's unfortunate. Matt is in Walpole, and he gets the final word. Go ahead, Matt. What's going on, Christian? Yeah, hey. no, I've, I'm going to agree with you for the final word. I think that this roster really isn't that bad, and I've honestly come to the conclusion that it's being kind of poorly managed. And, and let me just say, I just want to vent this real quick. Mm-hmm. I keep hearing this from fans and people on this station alike. Stop saying you wish they re-signed Xander Bogart and go look at his staff and go look at the fact that he's got a pulled pork sandwich for a wrist that needs cortisone more often than he's allowed to receive it. it but I agree with you. I think the roster is better than, than it's currently playing. I think it needs to be managed better. I think you do have a chance to show Heim that he needs to make a move, but I don't think it's going to happen. Um, to be totally honest with you, yeah. you should be looking forward to 2024. Yeah, I think you're probably right there, Matt. Thanks for the call. They're not totally out of it yet, so I'd say it's uh, still a possibility. By the way, uh, Bogarts is hitting 260 uh, with an OPS of 730. Eight home runs, 28 batted in. And the Padres suck. I mean, the Padres are not good. Uh, the Red Sox and the Padres both had five-game losing streaks going. I don't know if uh, did the Padres win. No, they're up to six. Padres are up to six games. They're the coldest team in baseball. The Red Sox and the Padres are the two coldest teams in the league. And uh, the Red Sox finally snapped out of it. San Diego, I don't know. I don't know about that team. I don't know if they're going to make it. Um, All right, we're going to have a little bonus baseball here before we get to uh, Red Sox pregame. So we'll take a quick break. I'll come back and uh, wrap things up next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.